welcome to The Print Shop in this week's podcast of Dad's Hometown Memories. In this podcast, I want to pay tribute to one of the families that were great entrepreneurs and helped build our community back in the early part of the century. But before I start on their story, I want to pay tribute to Harry Leslie Smith, age 95, who passed away this past month in Belleville, Ontario. Harry was one of the first people I listened to on a podcast, and he gave me some encouragement to start my own. Harry was a Londoner, England, and his voice in English English dialect was a pleasure to listen to. Harry had written a number of books also, and I will be reading them in the near future. Harry always started his podcast in a pub or a rail station. He was more political than I want to be, but his vision for England was most interesting. Then maybe we all should be more involved in our country and make our politicians more accountable. I wish his son all the best as he has vowed to carry on Harry's legacy. In this podcast, I want to pay tribute to the Bolter family. In the 1930s, this name appeared in the Smithville Review dated April 3, 1930, and the publisher then was A.T. Michelle. The article reads, The Bolters, Meat Market, and Grocery Stores of Smithville and Grimsby are the most up-to-the-minute business places to be found in the Niagara Peninsula. A real pleasure to shoppers. That was the headline. The firm name of Bolter in connection with meats and groceries in the towns of Smithville, Grimsby, and Beamsville and adjoining districts is a household name wherever you go, and it stands for quality and service. Nothing succeeds like success, is an old saying, and if you wish to be prosperous, you must look prosperous, is another adage well worth following out. This is true in the case of all the stores connected with a bolder name. They've been successful, and they are prosperous because they look prosperous, conducting a business that denotes prosperity to the last letter. This has been true since the first day that A.G. Boulder, the senior member of the firm, first took up business in Smithville some 26 years ago. Smithville has witnessed many changes during that time, and the business personnel of the town has changed many, many times during those years. But the name Boulder still remains with us and is now extended to Grimsby permanently. Their stores are clean, neat, and up to the minute in every detail and their stocks are in keeping with the 20th century methods. Courtesy and fair dealing to all has been a big factor in the success of the name Bolter within the district above named. Today they have three of the best known stores within the county of Lincoln, two in Smithville and one in Grimsby. The other store, the fourth, was established in the town of Beamsville, and this was later acquired by Mr. Davis Brow, who conducts it on the same broad lines in which it was established by the name of Bolter. Dave is well well aware, too, with an established business of which any young man may well feel proud. The review in calling upon Mr. A.G. Bolter, Sr. of Grimsby, in regard to his short sketch, was greeted with a familiar Bolter smile. And that pleasant, wholehearted smile surely means something to all who have met the genial citizen of the lakeside town. Mr. Boulder always has a pleasant word and a friendly greeting for all. In relating his experience of the past 26 years, 
Mr. Boulder said, Having been on the railroad all my life up to October 1904, I saw an advertisement of a butcher business for sale in Smithville, Ontario, then located in a frame residence now owned and occupied by Mrs. Palmer Mare on Griffin Street. As the old saying goes, a change is as good as rest, and I thought I would investigate this little adage, so I went to Smithville, stayed a couple of days and watched proceedings, and finally bought thinking that with conditions as they were then, that if I run a more up-to-date system, a good business could be built up. I will admit the road wasn't all roses. There was a lot of hard work and long hours, but there was a little bulldog and stick to itness in me. I held on and plugged away, and I will remember my first caller, Mr. Bill Merritt, who asked me how long I expected to stay in Smithville. My reply was that, I did not know, but hoped to build up a good business and make my home here. To this, Mr. Merritt replied, you will not stay long as you will starve to death. There is said to be a rule in business that the customer is always right, but I am glad in this case he was wrong. In the year 1905, we moved to the late J.M. Martin block and later in 1907 to the place now known as ye, as ye Village Inn. I remained there until the year 1909, when we, I say we, as my boys were then grown up to a life of usefulness to me, and bought the Eastman store premises and opened up with meats and groceries and have carried on business there ever since. Now just a word about prices in 1909. Everything in those days were cheap. Three pound roast cost 25 cents. Three dozen eggs, 25 cents. Butter, 15 cents a pound. Bread, five cents a loaf. All other things were in, in a like proportion. Real estate was very low in value. In those days, Griffin Street was surely a mud street with old board walks. No street lights, and it sure was a dark place on a dark night. People who will look back 25 years ago and compare the little up-to-date village of today with good cement walks, electric lights, natural gas, good roads, and all other modern improvements should feel proud of the advancements made. I think the only businessmen that remain in business today that were in Smithville doing business at the time are Dr. W.S. Hibbard, W.E. Shepard, J.A. Snick, M.B. Cosby, and M. Zimmerman. All other places of business have changed hands some two or more times. The review established by the present proprietor was a new venture for Smithville, and it surely was the right thing at the right time, and assisted materially in making Smithville what it is today, a neat, classy village with modern ideas and modern improvements that are still being advanced from year to year. Just a small note, I, Ivan Carruthers, had the pleasure of being the third editor of this newspaper. Mr. George Adams was the second proprietor. When we opened our meat and grocery store in 1909, we were the first store in Smithfield to pay the farmers cash for their produce, and our customers appreciated that method of doing business. Fred, my oldest son, has always been on the job. During his school days, he worked before and after school hours and on Saturdays. He worked the butcher wagon 
through Bismarck and Sinan's and other adjoining small places. And at the time, he had to be boosted up in the wagon went many a time in order to reach a piece of meat for the waiting customer. One of his customers told Fred not long ago that he would have a nice, tidy job on his hands trying to hoist him up in a wagon. At the age of 17, he practically handled the meat department and later became a partner. Bert, the younger son, worked two years in the old Union Bank in Smithville. Of course, at that time, the war was on and Bert enlisted for overseas, where he remained two years until the armistice was signed. He returned home and went in business. In the year 1923, we purchased the old Wilcox Meat Market in Grimsby, and Bert took charge and is still on the job. In the year 1924, we opened a meat market in Beamsville and later sold as we stated above. In 1923, I, A.G. Boulder, moved to Grimsby to assist Bert with the business at that place. Mr. E. Gale is the present manager of the grocery store in Smithville, having been with the Boulder store since 1920. At present, Mr. Gale is ably assisted by Miss Hazel Jennings, and I sincerely trust the people of Smithville and surrounding country will say with me that we have always found our assistance honest and upright in all dealings with all the people. And I personally feel that Mr. Gale is largely responsible for much credit in the matter in building up the present business. Mr. <clears throat> Mr. Bowler spoke very feelingly of the many courtesies extended to himself and his two boys in the building up of their present businesses. The people have been very cordial and likewise the review has been very popular with the Bowler stores in reaching the public. The electric refrigeration, the latest devices for cutting meat and all equipment is thoroughly, up, thoroughly updated for the convenience of the customer as well as the clerk. Computing scales, sanitary wrapped goods, clean and fresh stock, and the best of service, exactly what the Boulder stores strive to extend daily to the buying public. May they live long and well to serve the public in the manner they are doing at the present time. Read their ads from week to week and then visit the Boulder stores for meats and groceries. After many years later, the committee collecting history of our village was able to catch up to one younger generation Boulder member, Bob Burt Boulder Jr., and he graciously added some memorable moments of the Boulder history. At 34 years of age, Albert George Boulder, known as A.G., was bored and needed something to sink his teeth into. Born in the small community of Victoria, Southeast of London, Ontario, he had finished his schooling and attained the title of assistant roadmaster after serving several years with the Grand Trunk Railway. Granted, he had a great wife, Ella, and two fine sons, Fred and Bert. However, they had been living in Mimico and Hamilton in rented premises, and he yearned for a future for the family outside of city life. It was the year 1904 when noticing an advertisement in the newspaper for a butcher shop business in Smithville, that he made the move and changed his way of life. After establishing his family in Smithville, he built a business with a butcher shop and in the next few years expanded. Younger son Bert helped in the grocery store after school and on Saturdays, but it was the oldest son Fred who showed the best potential 
and was very eager to learn the butcher business. By the age of 17, Fred pretty well took over the butcher shop. Fred married Maple, Mabel Harding of St. Mary's, Ontario, and they had one son, Albert, who, following his schooling, stepped in beside his father and they became quite a team. On the passing of his father, Fred Albert took over the business. These businesses were located on the east side of Griffin Street, and with the expansion of the grocery store in later years, the butcher shop was moved across the street on the west side in a building that was adjacent to McMurchy Lane. Albert and his family lived in the apartment on the second floor. Bert had not acquired the same affection for the retail business, and shortly after finishing school, accepted a job with the Union Bank. At the age of 19, he enlisted in the Canadian Army and served in the First World War in England and France, where he was wounded. He met his bride-to-be, Jean Smith, while recovering in hospital in Scotland. Returning to Canada, he was discharged for medical reasons and re-entered the family business, first working in Grimsby, then following A.G., selling the Grimsby and Beansville stores, Bert returned to Smithville to operate the grocery business along with his wife and son, Bert. His Bonnie Jean came by ship to Canada in 1922, and they were soon married. Canada being involved in World War II, Bert enlisted with the Canadian Army. Due to his age 43 and the fact he was a qualified butcher, he was kept in various postings on Canadian soil. A.G. came out of retirement, and with Jean, they operated the grocery business in Smithville. After his discharge from the Army, he returned to operate the grocery store with his wife, Jean, and son, Bert, very successfully for many more years. A.G. and wife, Ella, also returned to Smithville after selling the two stores in Grimsby and Beamsville and lived in the apartment over the, the two stores. In 1938, A.G. was appointed to be a Justice of the Peace for the County of Lincoln. Ella Boulder passed away on December 27, 1945. She and A.G. were both laid to rest with their parents in the Williams Plot in Font Hill Cemetery. In 1942, Mr. and Mrs. A.G. Boulder celebrated their 50th anniversary. While living in Grimsby, A.G. Boulder was always active in community life serving six years on council, with two of the years as mayor. When living in Smithville, he enjoyed being active and served eight years on South Grimsby Township Council. He was a member of and past master of Coronation Lodge in Smithville. As well, he served on the board of Smithville United Church. Later in life, Burton Jean purchased a farm from Jim Davis across from the old quarry on the Town Line Road near the railway. Young Bert, after a few years, decided farming was not for him, and he applied to the Royal Bank, and manager Andy Richardson accepted him, and he enjoyed the new position. Bert and Jean, after retiring from the grocery business and not enjoying farm life, decided to take on delivering mail, and they were awarded Rural Route 3. This they really enjoyed for a number of years. Frederick Boulder son of Mr. and Mrs. A.G. Bowler, was born in Toronto in 19, 1892. He came to Smithville with his parents in 1904 and when he was old enough to join in the family business with his father and mother. He worked some 60 years in the business. Editor's note. 
Fred received his first old-age pension check and pinned it up on the wall at the back of the butcher shop and said he was never going to cash it. At that time, pension age was 70. I remember being in the store and seeing the check on the wall. Fred passed away in his store on October 31, 1963. He was survived by his wife Mabel and one son Albert, one brother Bert, and two grandsons Brian and Wayne. Tradition and family sometimes repeat themselves, and here in the Bowler family, Wayne, like his great-grandfather, took up the railway employment and worked at it till he retired. Brian worked for the LCBO and re has retired from there. Fred was a very community-minded citizen as well as an honest businessman. He served on the South Grimsby Township Council for 11 years and was elected Reeve, serving from 1936 to 1938. He served on the Smithville High School Board for 11 years and was past president of the Smithville Agricultural Society. He was a member of the Smithville United Church and a member and past master of Coronation Lodge. And that concludes my podcast for today. And I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I hope to see you in the new year, 2019. Good night.